0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of What's Up with Ward, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And for long time and regular listeners, including Nancy Lopez, salute, salute. My name is Wardy Ward, and the deep thinking brother to my left is none other than Trey All Day in the building. What's good, my brother?
1: What's going on,
0: Wardy Ward? you know how we do yes, sir. this podcast has a goal of interviewing promoting and learning from people who will make a difference in the world with an idea business personal story or more our studio guest today definitely falls into this category ladies and gentlemen please welcome jermaine simpson also known as g to the lab today what's happening g money hey hey what's up what's up <laughs> What's, what's up, what's your me? man? Hey, before we get started, uh, G, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who is the man they
2: call G? Where you from, where you living at, and what you up to? All right, well, um, I'm from Washington, D.C. Currently living in, I live in Maryland, which is about 10 minutes outside of um, D.C. Um, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, been here all my life, born and raised here, um, and that's about it. No. no. Okay. All right. Now, I know okay. y'all. Oh,
1: we, we got, wait, wait. We got to pause for a second. So, uh, uh, now, don't. Please don't tell me you're part of that Beltway Beltway gang. That's that's making all these changes now. Are
2: you part of the Beltway gang here in, in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can call me that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, D.C. has undergone a, a huge change. I mean, they it, it used to be maybe 15, 20 years ago, maybe a little less than that. But it used to be kind of rough. a rough city. But it's it's really Undergone changes and it, you know, it's actually really a nice place to live and expensive. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So changed a lot.
0: What was that movie with um Bobby Brown and uh Martin in it? Was Was that shot in over there in D.C.? A
2: uh, thin, line, thin line between love and hate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They shot the things over here.
0: So did they call that Chocolate City? Is that where you at? That's
2: what they. Yeah, that's what they call the Chocolate City. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that is a that is yeah. dangerous thing Dang. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It used to be Chocolate City, it's not anymore though Oh, okay, uh, so it's, yeah. it's more like caramel now caramel. Exactly, <laughs> exactly okay. Mocha Mocha
0: latte. <laughs> safer, okay, hey, I ain't mad at that yeah. Um. So, I know y'all are to get some snow up there We had light dusting this morning What what y'all looking like up there today as far as snow?
2: We don't have anything now We got snow coming tomorrow though there's, Okay It's calling okay. so. I saw one channel calling for one to three inches, and another channel calling for six to eight. Ooh. So, uh. you never know what you' are gonna get here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, life like a box of chocolates. Yeah, exactly. The last snow we had, they were they were saying it was gonna be a light snow, and we got probably over a little bit over a foot.
0: How long ago was that?
2: That was uh, what, two weeks ago. That ain't no way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why do you stay there?
2: I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's we we have some years we don't really get snow at all. Mm-hmm. You know, some years we might get uh, You know, a snow fee, You know, if that But um, it's just some years you, you, you get snow We don't. Our snow, we don't start till January, February mm-hmm. But you know And sometimes even March But it's not that bad It's not that bad
0: Oh no, I think I can live without it <laughs> Yeah
2: Well, I was in So so last year I was in Ohio for the winter um, mm-hmm. I traveled for my job So for six months, we were in um, Ashtabula. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Ashtabula, Ohio, which is, I think, right outside of Columbus. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, yeah, it snowed every foot from December to January. I think it might have snowed every single day. Snow stayed on the ground, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's
0: a lot of snow, man. But, uh, all right, uh, let, let me get into this interview because I was so many things want to talk about with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's talk about your job. What do
2: you do uh, for a living? What's your job? Uh, well, right now, I'm doing uh, so I do telecommunications, so um, I'm working for Amazon. Um, well, we do contract work, so we do contract work for Amazon, um, Google, Microsoft, any of those big internet companies, internet web-based companies, we put in the fiber optics. Um, yeah, so if you got somebody who needs um a circuit or um, any type of web-based, um, you know, internet stuff. We run the we run the backbone, so we run the fiber, you know, testing it, running it, and make sure these companies have internet space. So you know, Amazon is probably the biggest company for cloud-based. Uh, you know, anytime you have cloud storage or anything like that, uh-huh. usually probably seventy percent of it goes through Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, Amazon, they're based in Virginia. So right Didn't now... Didn't know that. Didn't yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and a lot of their data centers are in Virginia. So that a lot of people don't know. That's one of Amazon's biggest money makers is their data centers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So it probably um, right now, they call that part of Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia, it's one of the it's Silicon Valley pretty much of not just the country mm-hmm. the, of the world so more internet traffic goes through those data centers in Virginia than anywhere else in the world
1: okay
2: yeah
0: when you say the cloud I'm I know I'm not the only one who really don't know what this means does that just mean you just putting stuff in like What? explain that what is
2: what yeah, is the cloud yeah. so right so when you any anytime you store anything on your phone or your computer it's on your hard drive well you with everything now is computer based so right now your phone will get full your computer might get full you can instead of storing it on your phone you can store it in the cloud so pretty much it's just you're putting the information on a server mm-hmm. so Amazon has these huge uh, data centers it's probably the size of you know four or five football fields with nothing but servers they don't have any empl- well, they might have a handful of employees but it's mostly just equipment Whoa! And so, <laughs> yeah, and so that's where all your information goes. I mean, right now the big thing for them is storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, people yep. need, yeah, you, you need storage, and you got your pictures, you got everything. And most companies, most of your big companies, your Walmart, your Targets, your, you know, uh, your Home Depots, but they have cloud-based services through Google, through Microsoft, through mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amazon, which are the big the big three right now. So, yeah. how, how how much storage can it hold? I mean, well, right now it's whatever how it can hold as much equipment as they can hold, and that's why they're building mm-hmm. so many data centers. So, you know, if you've got you got the space and you can put servers in there, you can increase the the storage capacity. Um yeah. and you can imagine you you you've got like let's say at Walmart. You know, they need um, to hold all their employee information. They they want to hold all their product information. Everything is on the computer right now. So they just need the space to to hold it. And, you know, Amazon, they, they provide that. Is you know, it safe? Like is it safe? Can I lose yeah. something? So, yeah, so that's another thing. So that's the big deal right now with Internet is, is safety, you know, security. Because Amazon, they believe it or not, has been hacked. They were hacked about, about, about three years ago. Yeah. And they lost millions of dollars somebody and i think they know who did it they know what country did it and i think it was somebody in, in china that did it they don't know who did it though but mm. they lost millions of dollars they lost millions of dollars but it's safe to 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 the point is if somebody can get into those data centers they can download your personal information credit card information that walmart might have on, on file or visa like they they do mm. stuff with visa so, you've got everybody's credit card information on those servers. So, as long as nobody can get into the, the building who doesn't belong and physically download that stuff, they're, they're fine. Um, so, that's why those buildings are so they got just top security. And they use the latest technology. Like some of the buildings, you have eye retina security, all some right. of them, they have fingerprint security. Um, and they all, you know, most of them have a badge you at you have to key in. Right. But Amazon, they take it to the next level. So, in those buildings, when you go to those buildings, mostly there's security staff there. You mm-hmm. know, like I say, it may be five or six employees that if something goes down, they'll, they'll, they'll work on that. But mostly it's security staff. So, when you go in, they, you have to badge in. You have to put a code in. And you have to badge out. So, if you go in the door and you don't badge in or badge out, an alarm will go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they're so... Amazon is so I get scared to get hacked again. That if you um set off an alarm, you go home for the day. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, wow. Yeah, if,
2: if you do it, if you do it three times, within I think within I think you get a year. If you do it three times within a year, you lose you lose your job. Oh my mm. goodness, yeah, that's how go. serious they
1: are. It's, it's just that serious. Yeah, that. Hey, 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 G. Let me let me ask you a quick question. Now, back in the day, I was involved with some transportation, and I know that. That whole idea of warehouse management systems and i know that's a real big thing with amazon as well especially with everything that goes through your goes, goes through your organization there um back in the day we had these things called backup tapes so they, they would back up everything on their servers on the tapes right that was before cloud and, and everything else like that and right. i recall that there was those days man those server rooms man had their own air conditioning system right. and, and all the backups and, all, and batteries to make sure that if anything happened they had a backup of the last week's activities and we were just you know medium sized organization nothing on the same size as amazon as is as is now right but now the, the connection i'm thinking about is we had a a air transportation hub and i know that that's recently that you all have really taken off on that as well too does your does your interactions and, and IT ever get into that side of things as well, too, yeah. into transportation?
2: Yep. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so that's a good point. So, a big problem they had that they, they kind of solved now was their service, because you got so many servers, you may have, you know, 500 servers in a, in a room. And you can imagine the heat they generate because it's, it's yes. electricity, so it's generating heat. So, they had problems with um, the servers going down because they got too hot. Uh, and that's that's been a problem with IT, you know, for for years. So what they do is they have um, different aisles. So they'll have everything lined up in the aisle, all of your serve equipment. You have equipment aisle. You have a, um, a empty aisle. The empty aisle does it. It sucks hot air into that empty aisle. They call it. We call it the hot aisle. So you have a serve mm-hmm. aisle, and that heat just generated by those servers is getting sucked into an empty aisle. So they have fans, these huge fans blowing on their servers. And they're, and they're so blowing fans on the servers and they're sucking the heat out into the empty aisles. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so you'll go in the room and it's in, a, in the middle of winter, it may be cold in the in that big server room, but you go in the empty hot aisle, it's it's super hot, but that's what it's It's it, super um,
1: hot, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's,
2: it's sucking the hot air out and that's what it's designed to do. So every other uh, aisle, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so they may have 50 or 60 aisles Every other aisle is a hot aisle, and then you have a server aisle, hot aisle, her server aisle. So that... Okay. Yeah, that makes sure they don't overheat. But Amazon does something nobody else does, you know, not even Microsoft or Google. They have a, a backup system. Everybody has a backup system. So if
1: uh-huh.
2: Walmart servers go down because they're too hot, which is rare, but if they go down, they have, there's a backup. So they don't lose any money. It's all money. They right. Well, Amazon has a backup, and then to that backup, they have a backup. Mm, so, okay. they took it, to, they took it to the next level because they can, they've can. got the money. They can do that. That's very expensive to do. So, you can imagine, you won't have any downtime with, with, with Amazon.
0: So, is that what uh, school loan people do? Because I've been trying to get my school loans... <laughs> Hot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want those you services? Get the to get down, down, man. <laughs> they don't never lose that. That's the system yeah. y'all should have went with a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> so, so what is your role? You you run those wires and stuff, and you connect A and B. Is that what you do?
2: You yeah, pre- pretty much. So, um, e- even though it's um those cert- those buildings are they have their equipment, they need connections. They need you know you need to take one building to the next building to the next building. So um that's done by fiber optics now nothing is run. back in the day it was copper you know you had copper wires Mm -hmm. now everything underground in the manholes are fiber optics so we have people that, yeah we have people that run fiber optics for for miles you might have 60 miles you know connecting you know just two buildings together over 60 miles wow but you're getting dirty you're getting dirty every day well, I, I actually, I, I kind of got it good because I, I just test. So we have guys. Oh, that look at that, Trey. He just tests. He wore a white <laughs> suit to work. Right, exactly. He's
1: <laughs> saying, a- okay, wait a minute. We got we a break in one of the lines here. here
2: here's exactly. where we're right. okay. from. Okay, exactly. go there. Okay. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we have guys outside in the manhole. I'm, I'm not in the manhole, so I'm, I'm fortunate there. I can just look okay. at it and say, yeah, we got a problem. You need to go here and fix it. Mm. Yeah.
1: Hey, hey, G, let me ask you this real quick. Also, now one of the things I know that's, that's kind of a, a hot topic with 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 IT and systems and infrastructure is uh, it's carbon footprinting as well. Even though there's nothing physically being handled, you know, you still have energy being used uh, and lost and having to be replenished to maintain these systems. What is being done to 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 minimize that carbon footprint? Even though on those you're dealing with virtual networks and. In cloud-based systems, how does that affect
2: your day-to-day activities? Yeah, it's, that's that's starting to be a, a big thing right now. Um, that that whole you know virtual world, you know, um, you know, Facebook got the Meta thing coming out, which is going to really change a lot, from what I hear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and all this virtual stuff. But I don't think they're so focused on, on that right now, as far as what what we do at what Amazon does. Um, at least not okay. with my company. Um, they don't, that's not really a big concern of of theirs. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, we don't do a a lot with that.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is Ward again. Tell me, what's a typical day like
2: for you when you're working in this field? So, I work at night. So, because we work on um, you know, internet, we want to do it at night when there's less people on because they have to actually take traffic down. So, they'll shift. They call it a traffic shift. So let's say um, we're working on uh, Microsoft and, you know, you've got millions or thousands of millions of people on a, on a particular circuit, Circuit, they'll shift it to another circuit and we'll work on that circuit pretty much, you know, what you said, Trey, we're connecting, um, you know, they, they call it splicing. So you're splicing this fiber to this fiber, you're pretty much connecting the dots, you know, people will pull the fiber optic lines and we're connected. So I pretty much just go in, you know, I go in at 11 o'clock at night and um, uh, pretty much let the guys know in the field hey, you know, um, I'm plugged into this server. We're going to this huge room. And the, getting into the building is probably half the job because sometimes it takes an hour to get access <laughs> into the building. <laughs> <laughs> and we work in the wow. same buildings every night. So they want to check. Who you are, and I'm like, we're the same people. <laughs> last night. You just uh-huh. saw me, yeah. But you have to go through the same security protocol, the same so it, thing, yep, yep. yep. So, Understood. yep so most of the job is getting in, and then pretty much I'm just there monitoring what they're doing out in the field,
0: okay. Well, this is Ward again. Tell me this how do they make those movies Mission Impossible one, two, three, and four yes. if you have all this trouble getting in? <laughs> I have no idea because
2: you be <laughs> super secure <laughs> because they, they uh-huh. know they know exactly where you are in it, when you're in the building because you like I said when you leave a when you leave a room even though doors are unlocked you can't push on that handle because you'll set an alarm off Man. you have to physically put a code in to leave any kind of room in, in, in that so I don't know how they could do that because it's super secure. So, sounds they like not have jo-
1: Ben Reigns, man. Hey, hey right. Rody, they don't have Ben Reigns, man. <laughs> that's what it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like they just don't trust y'all. They don't trust God. that. They don't trust anybody. Okay, Jeff, yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's Jeff Bezos. Don't <laughs> trust anybody. Uh, Do you know Jeff Bezos? Have you met him? No, nah, nobody meets, nobody ever, in the company, ever sees him. No, you will never see any of the higher-ups. Mm, okay. There. Yeah, yeah. And they don't. you can't have phones in there. So you can't have phones anywhere in the data center. Anywhere in the data center, how except for the, <laughs> like the the break room and in the they have an office section. So in the office section, you can have your phone, but they mm-hmm. you can't take any pictures or record.
0: Okay. How how do y'all communicate with other people?
2: So you you can have like the, in the offices, you can have your phone. Oh, if I, we're in the data center, yeah, yeah. When you're working the stuff, you can't. So we actually have to leave out. If you got to communicate with somebody in the field, you got to leave out the data center call. It, it's such a hassle, but that's what they want you to do. So I'll be working in the data center. I have to leave out, make a phone call, come back in, go through security
1: de- again, metal detectors again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, wow. It, yeah, that's that's kind of just the way they do things.
1: So they, yeah. they don't have, like, a peer-to-peer setup where, like, I remember back in the day, like, next where you would... Chime in, but like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Let me let me put the disclaimer, Wardy. On behalf of the What's Up Award yeah. Show, I'm yeah. saying that you must use Nextel peer-to-peer, uh, <laughs> right you know, communications. In
2: order yeah, to- <laughs> they, they do, they do, they, and they call it Chime. Okay. they 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 have an okay. a app that's called Chime, but only certain people can use it. So certain people can use Chime in the data centers, but you have to have okay. higher security level, like
1: hmm. uber high levels of yeah, security. Exactly, which in, I don't have. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gee, how'd you get into this field? Uh, just I've been doing it for about twenty, probably twenty-five years now. Um, I actually went to the I was in the military, um, out of high school. So I did medical field, believe that or not. I was an eye specialist in the military,
0: mm. and
2: yeah, that's kind of the way I was going to go. I wanted to be um, an optometrist. Okay. Did you, yeah. Did you get, yeah. Your w- did you
0: get your ABOC. Say again. Did you get your ABOC? No,
2: I didn't. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Once I got back um, and got into the medical field, I was stationed at Walter Reed for a while. And, um, okay. Yeah, I just, I I was kind of turned off by the medical field. I didn't like being in hospitals. So I'm not a hospital person. Yeah, I understand. Yeah.
0: I, trust me, I understand. Been there, done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I switched
2: fields to telecommunications. Okay, that's yeah. a switch. Yeah. And, I, and I just happened to stumble upon a job. I actually went with Verizon. I got a job with Verizon and, Stayed there for for years.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, speaking of switching fields, let's 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 talk a little bit of football here. I understand you got some ties to football. Are you actually a coach? Have you been a coach, or what was your what was your link to
2: football? For a number of years, so I coach youth football. I coach um, five year olds all the way up to fifteen year olds, right before they go into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep, had two boys that, that I took through football yeah. and ran. I mean for Little League it might have been a little over the top but we took off our coaching seriously. Um, I coached here in Maryland um, but we had it was a suburban team but we were very competitive so a lot of times we would get kids that um, we would feed into these big private schools, these top 10 okay. ranked private schools in the country and mm-hmm. um, you know, they they would follow. Believe it or not, believe it or not, these they would follow a kid from um, seventh grade, right? And okay. they would start they would start to follow this kid and recruit this kid in the seventh grade. You know, these, wow. these are private wow. schools. Yeah, yeah. How did how would age. they? How do you how do you know who's gonna be good <laughs> at they, that age? Yeah, they go through the coaches. So they go through the coaches. So what we would do? I mean. We had a pretty much like a, almost like a, a farm, like like a factory. We we were pretty successful. Um, what just to let you know, we have um, right now we have two kids that are in, in the NFL. Um, Mike Capuano and Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson just retired last year. Mike Capuano okay. was with the Ravens. He got hurt. Uh, he's he's not playing now either. But um, we've had from our team. We had two teams these particular two teams we have five kids from two teams make it to the NFL which is really unheard of because mm-hmm. usually maybe maybe one kid from your organization might make it you know mm-hmm. but to have five from two teams was good wow um, yeah two of them actually played started the two I just named and there were three other kids who were, they made it when they were on a practice squad um, yeah that's yeah. that's amazing right there yeah Hey, you,
0: hey G- I'm sorry go ahead Charlie
1: I was yes. gonna ask, did you ever have any kids make it up to that that IMG Academy? That's like like way up there. You know what I'm saying? That national rank where everybody seems to be coming out of there.
2: Yeah, a lot of kids. they're, they're further north, so we didn't we didn't feed okay. kids in there. But we um, okay, yeah. But the kids that we sent to these private schools, the private schools are play them. Like we fed Good Counsel. We had a lot of kids go to Good Counsel. Okay. Um, yeah, Good Counsel, Dematha. Um, right now, Saint Francis in this area is the number one or number two team in the country, high school team in the country, St. Francis. Um, you know, we, we would feed them. They weren't, back then when I coached, they weren't that good. When kids hear about a really good program, um, they all flock to, at least in this area, they all they all flock. Um, and right now they got the money because they got the coach, the head coach there, he's a hedge fund guy, so he's low. Ooh, he's low he so he money, got money. He got money, so he yeah, pretty much bankroll for that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can get. He can get whoever he wants because you go to a private school for free. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know
2: that. Yeah. It's
1: kind of like the blind side, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. I
1: mean, we had so we would start kids
2: on a. We had a trainer that, that we sent them to. Two or three trainers that we used. We would take a kid. I'm talking about young, nine or ten years old, and mm-hmm. put them on a a program. Um, weightlifting program and training program. At nine years old, people thought we were we were crazy, but we can take a kid, an average kid, this kid, a a player over. um You know, as far as physically, we can make him a football player. And then we put him in our, on our teams that were really competitive. Uh-huh. And a lot of these kids, you know, they'll they'll get a scholarship to these private schools, and we're going to college. And that's what we wanted to do. We just wanted to get them a college scholarship, you know, and get them a, a free education. That was our goal. If you if you did more than that, that's great. But we, that's kind of what we told you is. This is, this is the, the, the avenue you can you can go to, to go to private school and then go to a nice college. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Hey, G, let me ask you this. This is Trey again. Now, did you ever see that reality uh, uh, Pee Wee or Pop Warner uh, football yeah. show that was on TV for a while?
0: Yep. Yeah, I watched I, I think
1: they're based out of Texas. Was yeah. that, is that really... How realistic was that show when you saw those, those travel teams playing against each other? Was that pretty how it was it? was it kind of, you know, drummed up just for the for the effect of the show?
2: No, I think you're talking about Little Tykes. I think that was... Think yes, Little tights. Yeah yeah. No, yeah. yeah. No, that's how it is. That's how it is. I mean... Wow. It, it, literally, youth football is a... It, it's almost like um, it's an entity because the, the parents are bought in. You know, you pretty much almost got to dedicate your life during football season, you know, to... Mm-hmm. Te- to taking your kids to you know games and trainers and right sometimes you'll travel out of town and, and, and play you know if you're that competitive we would do a turkey bowl so we would Thanksgiving um, was a big football weekend for us so we would take the kid and travel to another state to play so which is up say you know mm-hmm. maybe North Carolina hey we, we're from DC you know we've got a, a great team you got any good teams down there and we take our whole organization. You know, we'll take six or seven teams down there, or they'll come up here. And, um, you know, you're just looking for, for talent. You're looking for competition. You know, you're just mm. trying, to, trying to get your kids' exposure and get them out there.
0: Yeah. Gotcha.
2: I remember um,
0: John Wooden, the highly decorated men's college basketball coach, yeah. who's famous for winning all those chips. Right. You know, I'm amazed because as a retired school educator, I find it a challenge to work with younger people. So, what's the secret? To getting these young kids to, I guess uh, uh, I don't know feel or know all the stuff you guys are trying to tell them because you know y'all been further down the road than they
2: are. So how right. do you, how do you get that in them? That's a good question. So you know, it my philosophy, and I was a successful coach. So I coached for, for 15 years, and out of 15 years, the teams I coached uh, went to the champ. We went to the championship every single year except for one year, and we mm. won it every every single year. Um, it was two years we didn't win. But every single year, I I would go to the championship. And people would say, wow, how how do you do that? Hedge (laughs) funds. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's another thing. I didn't have a lot of money. You had some of these coaches that they put to it. they wondering, well, how is this guy, you know, he doesn't even put a lot of money into these these kids. How is he so successful? My thing was, you can teach a kid anything. So I would, let's say my younger teams, like I take the team from, you know, and we stay with the same team. We move up, move up with them. So I take my seven-year-olds, and, and kids will say, I mean, parents will say, well, you can't, or coaches will say, you can't uh, teach a seven-year-old how to do certain things. My philosophy was you can. Mm. You, can teach, you can teach a seven-year-old to run complicated offenses that you might see in high schools or, or older kids. It's all in how you teach it. It's all in. Wow. Right. It's your system and how you teach it. And if you really care about the kids, like, you know, I had two boys. So they would always have their friends over. You know, I would always pick the kids up. Um, You know, I didn't mind driving 45 minutes to take a kid home. You know, you it, it's the time you put into it. I mean, we scout, right? So I go, these are seven-year-old kids. I have a guy videotaping their, their, their game. Right? It's legal <laughs> to do. You can scout. So we videotape the, their games and then I'll have my team of coaches, maybe five or six coaches. We sit down for two or three hours and break down film. Oh my, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's how serious we took it. And, you know, we break it down to where we knew every play they were running. We look at the numbers. We we we'd tell them, you got videotape, hey, make sure you get some sound so we can hear the kids' names. So during the game, we would tell our kids or in practice, we tell our kids the names of the players. So in the games, our kids would be out of. Hey, you know, pick up uh, Mike, pick up, and they were like, "How does he know my name?" You know, so we psyched the other team out. But we knew mm-hmm. their names. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, we kind of we kind of went really deep with it with the kids. But it turned out good because we uh, we were very successful, um, at, in teaching these kids football. Wow, I heard that uh, football is really a form of
0: organized violence. What do you like about football?
1: Stop
0: yeah. it, war! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a basketball yeah.
2: player. I don't. I don't right. really like football. So I just. Right.
0: What is it about football that you like?
2: I, I like the the fact that it. I mean, it's it's a team game, right? And that's what I. That's what um, football teaches you um, teamwork because you have to be disciplined. I mean, you gotta kind of gotta be a little crazy too to run mm. your body into somebody else's. Yeah. Body, exactly. Yeah. But stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I think it, 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 it takes it takes discipline because you also there's a lot of fundamentals involved in football. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how to tackle, how to be safe, and we taught that, you know, how to tackle safe where you're not getting any kind of head injuries or neck injuries. And you know, it kills me to see some of these NFL players who don't know how to tackle. It kills me. You know, and they and they injured because they're not they're not taught fundamentals. They don't teach fundamentals in, in NFL. You know, but in youth, that's that's a huge thing is how to properly tackle somebody, you know, mm-hmm. fundamental, And that's what makes you a good team, too. So if you teach them the fundamentals and the basics, then you put all that together, you'll, you know, you'll win. You know, that's, that's a big part of it. Fundamentals is a big part of it. But, um, well,
1: gee, if if you could teach uh, you know seven and eight year olds you know uh, an RPO and a and a Tampa right. Tampa two cover, hey, right. you gonna win some right. games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had we had kids
2: seven year olds, years old pulling, linemen, pulling guards and uh, wow, you know yeah, we were doing you know three deep zones and man zones at seven years old, and then you you know you you start at seven and you can imagine by the time they're fourteen or fifteen, they know like the back of their hand. You know, uh, so so we were we were pretty good. We 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 played um we didn't play Snoop Dogg team. Um, I heard they real good. They're real good. They're real good. And Deion Sanders has a really good program. Um, we played in a couple of um, they call it jamborees, which is pretty much just a t- uh, tournament. Of, it's not a league. It's just a tournament that, that you pe- play for uh, one day. We played in. We never played them. We played in a couple of tournaments that Dion Sanders team played uh, never got a chance to play But though, yeah, you can imagine they can they can get the best talent, so that's so, why you won all them years
0: you didn't play snoop <laughs> <yeah. down>. okay <laughs> oh, i see what's Uh-oh. happening i'll tell you we could have we could have took him
2: we could have mm-hmm. but you you look for top, if you have a top team like that like a snoop dog or um you know the saying you have to you look you have to look for talent because you are just blowing everybody away and, and it, after a while it doesn't get fun you want more competition so you look for the best teams
1: and some yeah. schools, don't,
2: some teams don't want to
1: play because they know what
2: you, what you bring yeah. too. So a, a like, lot of uh, we yeah. can't schedule this exactly. year. <laughs> yep. A, a lot of teams did that. Yep. We had right. We would do that, and then some, and some coaches we would call say, "Listen, you know how competitive are you are. We got to. We want the kids just to have fun, and we didn't want to play teams like that. We want the kids to have fun too. But we're actually trying to build something here. We're trying to make these kids um, elite athletes. So." Some of those coaches, we didn't want to play us, and we didn't want to play them either. It's like, yeah, okay, we're not a good match for you guys, so we'll, we'll make mm-hmm. we'll call somebody else, okay? Yeah. So,
0: so, so you wouldn't want them coaches who would run it up 100 to zero <laughs>
2: like <laughs> Trey
1: does,
0: yeah, yeah. If,
1: if you can't stop me,
0: <laughs> right? Right, Bill's, Bill's character, right?
2: I've, I've seen that, I've seen some coaches run the score up, you know. But we had so our league after at a certain point, you have to take the starters out. And we did that a lot. So at our league, if you get, if you're 25 points ahead of the other team, you have to take the starters out. And well, I don't agree with that. Training. I don't yeah. agree with that at all. Run it up. Teach them. Yeah, Let them know. Yeah. 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 Well, it's okay if you're on the winning side, but
1: on the losing side, uh, yeah, 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 that's that's rough. It,
0: it just well, it's submitting the facts. That's all it's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, gee, if you,
1: if you if you if you're running up that have that situation and scores being run and you got those those. Look across the field, and you see those other other coaches and parents, and they getting a little amped up. How do you? Yeah. How did y'all deal with those those parents yes. that they? You can't be running over Jimmy like that. Well, give right. Jimmy to kid up.
2: Yep. <laughs> we, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But see,
1: I I kind of taught.
2: I taught my kids that we don't we don't want to hurt anybody. That's not uh-huh. what we do. But if they got hurt in the course of the game, that's not our fault. So <laughs> you've got to teach your kids. So we had we had teams like that all the time because we were known, you know, kind of. Aggressive teams. so we had mm-hmm. Frank you know would say, you know, what are you guys trying to do? And you can't turn, you can't tell your guys to turn it down. You know, right? They they've got to play whoever they're playing. They've got to compete at, at you know a high level to to win. So you don't mm-hmm. try to tell them turn down because when you need them to to turn it up against these good teams. They're going to kind of have that mentality to take it easy. Yep,
0: that's right. So
2: you kind of you you can't do it. But that's why I would I would pull my guys out, you know. And we would have kind of had a problem with that because there'd be sometimes we be you know so much better than teams in our league that we our kids to play a quarter, our starters would play one quarter, and we're up twenty five points, and they have to, wow. to take them out. So they're like, man, the backups are playing more than the first string. Because uh-huh. we keep, and then the know,
1: backups get better, and then they start beating them. Right, we, and then we, that, yeah, I I said. well, we yeah, we had that.
2: We had our second string because we were, you know, so competitive, and we to these schools, people will come travel. Like we were in, a, I was in between Baltimore and DC, but um, mm-hmm. we had kids travel, you know, forty-five minutes to come to our team because they wanted the advantage of being looked at by more private schools. Right. so after a while I didn't have to do any recruiting the kids just came to me um, and I yeah. really had a top selection so my second string kids probably just as good as most teams first string kids uh-huh. and, and we got you nice. kind of got a bad rap you, you get a lot of hate because other teams are saying you're, you're stacking your team but
1: so now you got to set a pipeline that's all that is <laughs> Let me yeah, you, you can, can do it
2: you can do the same thing we, we had uh-huh. a, so um, because I was successful a lot of coaches didn't like me um, they even had a, a rule, so we would practice um, off season. Like you're not supposed to start practicing until, um, I think it was June or something. Some they had a date, like you couldn't practice before a certain date. Well, I, you know, I didn't break the rules, but I was, yeah, I was, I was strapped out of line a little bit. So I wouldn't have a practice, but I would have on. I run a camp in the summer. We run a summer camp before practice started. So, but most of the kids that came were going to be on my team. So because of that, because I did that, A they, loophole. The room. They, called it, they called it the Jermaine rule where you can uh, now practice before June because of that. So I kind of changed the rules because the other coaches were like, hey, you know, it's not fair,
1: but you could have mm-hmm. did the same
2: thing. They could have run the camp. You could have. You could Yeah, you're right. Um what,
0: let me ask you about that uh, situation because I'm totally lost on football. I know our, our female listeners are saying, like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's but right. there was a time here when Indiana, the Indianapolis Colts, had an opportunity to get the number one pick. It came down between RG3 and uh, – what's that dude's name, Trey? Uh, uh The dude. Luck. Luck, luck. luck. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who – Which one? which one would you would have – Tip, pick? Because we
2: know they picked Luck. Yeah. I, they actually got the best of that pick, so I would have picked RG3. RG3. Yeah. But, you know... What, that's what I thought. Was, yeah, I'm a Redskins fan, so we got RG3, and he turned out to be... It turned out to be a bust. Because RG3 couldn't read defense, and RG3 was really... He was stuck in that, um... You know, that that read, read and Rec, you know, offense. You know, and that's, even though now it's big, but it, it, it's kind of a gimmick offense. You can't run at every single play, not as a quarterback in the NFL. You get hurt. So teams figured it out. So the first year he was pretty good. We made the playoffs. But after that, um,
1: yeah,
2: they knew, that they knew what he did. And they keyed on pretty much on him running. They took the runaway of, of the quarterback running. They would send somebody to go out them every single time. Mm, Get the Viper out good. there on him.
1: That's right. Yep. Yeah. The Viper. Yeah.
2: And he couldn't, yeah. And he couldn't drop back and read defenses. So he didn't know how yeah. to do like the, the offensive lineman to gets so pissed at RG3 because the play called for like a seven step drop and he'd do a five step drop. So, you know what I mean? So they're blocking for or three and run. run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're blocking <laughs> something totally different than what he's done. So he gets, uh, I see. It looks like it's the offensive line fault, but really it's the quarterback fault. He didn't. Drop back the correct distance. Mm,
0: I said, "Okay." That, I'm glad somebody told me because I didn't know. Because I said this dude won a Heisman. I thought he was the best player. Said,
2: yeah, no, no, Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah collegiate, day. collegiate, exactly. <laughs> right.
0: That's a different game, right? Well, I think he played longer than Luck, anyway. I think he did because I saw Luck the other day. and He looked like he about 150 five years <laughs> yeah. away from death.
1: Yeah, he got hurt. He got the dad bot now, so
0: yeah, yeah
2: he yeah. do. He got hurt. He got he had back back problems. RG3 played longer, but he was a backup for mm-hmm. yeah, for for longer. Luck Luck actually played when he was here. He started every every year he was here. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, with well, G, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you experienced the loss of a child. Uh can you you wanna touch on that a little bit about I know
2: he played football too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, my oldest son. So um yeah, I had, I, I have two sons. well, I had two sons. One son right now is 25. He'll be 26 this okay. Um, and I had another son who passed away, um, 2018, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. um, yeah. yeah.
2: So um, he did play football. He he grew up as as a regular kid. Um, he was my first. He was my oldest son, so he was the one that I that played football first. And he kind of I started coaching him when I his first year playing he played, I wasn't happy with the way they were coaching him. And so mm-hmm. I decided I can maybe try and do a little bit better than what they did. And so I just wanted to be assistant coach. And so the guy running over there, he said, well, you know what? I've got a head coach position. If you want that. And I'm like, wow. I don't, I don't know anything about coaching. I just want to help my kid out. He was like, well, if you want it, it's yours. You know, you." <laughs> there you wow. go. They threw me to the fire. And that's yeah. how I got in the, yeah, I got into coaching. And, um, uh, I just took it like it was a like a, a college course, you know, I took a course in coaching and yeah never looked back. but he was you know, he played um, little league football. he went to good counsel um, he was a he was a tall he was a tall kid, so he was six three um, not too heavy, you know, maybe one eight so tall skinny kid. and um because of his size, that gets you know that gets eyes. so he went to good counsel when. Um, actually, Corey Fuller was there when he went there.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, who plays? He plays the Redskins now. Um, mm-hmm. And it was after um, you know Stephon Diggs went to Good Counsel. Okay. But my son went there a year before Stephon Diggs, so Stephon Diggs was an eighth grader, but he'd be coming to camp center at Good Counsel competing with the high school kids. So we knew he was going to be special, you know, because he was like that even as a as a youth. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so my son after. High school, um, he struggled with grades, so his grades weren't the best. Okay, Um, yeah, even though he had some looks from colleges and um, you know he had interest in in some of these colleges, you have to have a certain grade point average to even be considered for any kind of scholarship. Mm. So it 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 kind of fizzled out after high school, and um, you know a lot of his buddies actually got scholarships because it was a top ten school in the country. So, you know, 17, 18 of his, of his friends on that team, they all got scholarships to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. And I think uh, he later told me he was like, that affected him. Oh, yeah, you I can imagine. Uh, some of these kids, and he was much better than, you know, go to Wake Forest and Miami and, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama, Ohio State. And he, you know, he was like, man, I was, I was, I started, and this guy was behind me, and he got a scholarship. You know, but he didn't understand, you got to have the grades too.
1: Right, yes.
2: Yeah. A lot of kids don't don't get that. But uh, he kind of, from what he later told me, um, that he kind of fell into the wrong crowd. And he kind of, because of that, he was a little bit depressed. And he started um, experimenting with drugs as a coping mechanism. And it was really just um, marijuana then. Okay. Started smoking marijuana, which... You know, as we know, it's, it's that's a de- that's debatable. You know, some people think it's just a recreational drug; it's harmless. Some people don't. Um, I I personally don't like it. Um, we we kind of battle with that. So um, me and his mother divorced back then, uh, soon after he graduated high school. So okay. he we had joint custody. He was, he was back and forth with both of us. And whenever I was with, with the drugs, you know, or smelling on them, you know, I kind of talked to him about it. Hey, listen, this is not a not a good thing Not making a big deal about it But I let him know that You know You don't want to You know Kind of even experiment with that Right mm-hmm. But um Yeah Before him it was harmless And he did that Um And I guess As the years progressed Um He Got into Um More of The opioids Which is a huge problem right now um, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere Oh yeah with, uh, Yeah that's Xanax, it was really just a lot of prescription drugs, Xanax, um, Percocets, and you'd be surprised how easy they are there to get. Um, You know, Xanax you can buy over over the counter. Um, Percocets, they're really easy to get, but kids right now are really, um, you know, these painkillers, these opioids are really getting these opioids easy because they're in the streets. Right. So, yeah. Go ahead, you no, know, I was just—I was just saying. I know a
0: lot of the rap music I, I'm hearing about—they kind of, you know, make it seem so common. I think that, in addition to being with, uh, like you said, the wrong crowd, it's easy to, you know, get desensitized to, to the dangers of it. So
2: I definitely can see how that can happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so with the opioids, there—you know—they're—they're they're habit forming. Um, you know, so your body develops a tolerance to them. So you need more to get the same feeling. Okay. You know? yeah. So nope. you, yep. yeah. So once you starting out, you know, the, the, the um, fentanyl. Fentanyl is a big, it's big right now. Um, once you start I, taking that, you, you need you need more. You know, as the, the years go on, you're, you're using it. You need more to, to get out. And that's what leads to a lot of overdose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Contin- yeah.
1: Continually chasing that initial high. Yep. So, yeah, the,
2: yeah, yeah. I think they call so, it "Chasing the
0: Dragon" or something. I think I've heard that.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's what they call it, um, "Chasing the Dragon." Uh-huh. And so it's it's so bad in Baltimore uh-huh. um, that I think mean, Baltimore's the number two city um, uh-huh. in, in the country. Um, behind, I think West Virginia has has it pretty bad too, but they're number two, and um, it's so bad there that they have to release um, the, the Narcan. Um, oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. so that that pretty much reverses the effect of the opioids you know and opioids are painkillers. so pretty much what they do is they desensitize your your nerves um and a lot of times they'll relax your your breathing mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people go they go to sleep on those on, on those um the fentanyl but that's where a lot of the overdose to because they relax your breathing so much that your body stops Whew. So you can imagine you need more, so you take, you're take you taking opioids, but now you need more to fill that same feeling, so you're taking it more and more and more, and your actual breathing is getting so relaxed that it stops, mm. stops breathing. Yeah, and so the Narcan, when they put that in there, it reverses that, so it'll knock those opioids off quickly. Yeah, the, the receptors, it'll knock them off, and then the opioids stay in your body for a certain amount of time. So the Narcan lasts for about thirty to 60 um, thirty to ninety minutes. After that, you got to get to a doctor, you know, or hospital. Otherwise, the opioids can also have can do the same thing again, and you can actually OD again, um, you know. But it's so bad in Baltimore that they, they issued a blanket prescription. You know, Narcan is over over the counter. I'm not. It's a prescription drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Baltimore issued a blanket. Prescription, so anybody can get Narcan now and, and, and administer. It. Mm, yeah. yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to that's save right. lives, is what they're trying to do.
1: That's... I believe in Indiana, all their loan is to you know the paramedics and first responders out there, They'll police, that type of thing. When they come across someone in the street or otherwise, they can administer it then. But wow, you can actually get it as a prescription in Baltimore. Right. That's, that's, that's,
2: yeah, that's... you can, you you can wow, actually go nice. to a uh, a pharmacy. Show your ID and you can um actually buy Narcam. Um and and they again they're really trying to get people because people are like just falling out left and right. Hmm. Um so so my son, he had he had, he had struggled with it. And me and my um my ex-wife, his mother, we he's been he'd been in rehabs maybe three or four times, um, you know, trying to get Him off those opioids because it got, it got pretty bad after a while, okay. And after a while, your body gets so used to them that if you get off of the opioids, you'll have withdrawal symptoms you know, vomiting, um, you know, chills just just really bad um symptoms because your body's dependent on it now. Um, so he tried and he, he may go to rehab and was maybe he, he was off for about you know a few months, but he would relapse. And it's, it was such a struggle. And, and, you know, he really, really tried to, to break that. Um, but one day, um, him and two of his buddies, um, they went, it was three of them, they went in and they, um, you know, were, were, were doing these opioids or, you know, whatever drugs they, they were doing at the time. And they, um, all three, all three of them OD. Oh, my uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we got a call. Um, him and another one of his friends had, they had died. One guy that lived. They were able to resuscitate him, uh, but my son and the other guy—they weren't able to bring them back.
0: Mm, man. Yeah. 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 I can't even imagine what that's like, man. How did, how did you? How did? How did you continue to go on? I mean, what would what you? How did you do it? How'd you do yeah. it?
2: Yeah. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It was, it was rough. Um, you know, when you when you lose a child, you kind of look at yourself. You know, because I went through a lot of um, guilt because I, I looked at it like maybe, maybe I could have done something different. Like, wow, you know, what if I could have, you know, got him into a better rehab? So you you, you kind of blame yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that's a stage you kind of, um, you know, question, you know, a, a lot. But you know you, you 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 go on. I mean, it, it's not it's not hard. I mean, it's it's not easy at all um, losing a child. But um, you know you you, you just go on. And, you know, hope you know you know hope you know you'll see him again. You know, and, and, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll see him again. But um, yeah, it, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Does it seem like
0: yesterday? Yep.
2: yeah. And people say you know it, it gets easier as time goes on. It doesn't.
0: No, I don't think so. either. I think you just yeah. deal with it. Yeah, you just deal with it. Yeah, because it's, it's it's a it's not a natural thing, you know, for you to outlive your kid. I mean, I just don't think people can really prepare for that. So,
2: yeah, I admire your strength on that. Definitely admire yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And you just remember that you remember the good times. Like, you know, we'll get together, and we'll talk about some of the things. I mean, he was a a really good kid. I mean, it, you know, you just one of those kids that like that everybody likes. He was a funny guy. He was. Uh-huh. yeah and you know didn't get mad a lot you know one of those people that just just a good guy doesn't really get angry that he was never really a problem child you know every every kid gets into little mischiefs and things like that but he was never a really bad or violent kid or anything like that Good. Okay. Uh, so yeah you yeah, just he remember remember the some of the good times and we talked about that with you know with my other son and you know even his um so he had a he had a sister too that was um she, my ex wife's had, had a daughter, so he had a sister and a brother. So we'll get together talk about him, talk about him sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually good therapy too. Yeah. Can't uh-huh. keep stuff so bottled in, so I'm glad you're doing that. I think a lot of people can benefit from that as well. Yeah. Um, all right, G, let's go ahead and uh do our final section of the show before we uh, wrap it up, and we call this section "Getting to Know Your "Rapid Fire Questions." So okay. we're just going to ask you a few questions about you and then we'll, we'll wrap it up from there, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, Trey, I'll go first. Let me get two. Okay. Number one, uh, what music do you listen to while you're driving to the very secure Amazon facility?
2: I'm an old head, so I like old, you know, old music. So I listen to some Frankie Bevy and Mays or okay. know, Al Green or something like that.
0: Okay, and my second one is, which is a
2: better movie and why? Cooley High or Love Jones? Oh, yeah, I, just what I said, I'm an old school person, so I'm I'm a Coolie High guy. Okay, I'm yeah, that, guy.
0: that was an excellent movie, I can't lie. I mean, that you can watch that movie right now. You can watch it now, yeah, watch it doesn't right age, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Go ahead, Trey. All right. All right, appreciate it. Now, I'm, I'm going to go down that football path for just a second. As you know, we starting wild card weekend, so who you liking this weekend?
2: Oh man, uh, I like I like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati to win. I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I hate to say it because I'm a Redskins fan, but I think Cowboys. They actually might go on the way because their team they're looking pretty good. Um, okay, I,
1: okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna say your your picks are horrible, but <laughs> 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 you, I, you should have said Pittsburgh. You said you know what is gonna upset in, uh, Kansas City. I'm,
2: um, I, you know Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. I'm- you
2: must be all oh, your are Big fan. Fan. Yeah. Big speed. Hey, I'm sorry to tell you, brother. They got them by the skin of their teeth. They
1: should not be there. <laughs> hey, sometimes, hey, if you can't go through the, the front door, you go through the back door. If you yeah, go through the back right. door, you right. climb through the window. You know, the, right.
0: the secure back door, too. Right. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's, if we're not trying to
0: get into Amazon, we're just trying to get into playoffs. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sounds like they already wrote y'all off, Trey. Hey,
1: yeah. I, I, you know what? We gonna take. I'm gonna say like 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 Big Ben said. We gonna just gonna have some fun. We're not gonna we're not gonna do anything. Let's yeah. just have some fun, and see what happens.
2: that's all I'm See, going. I heard right. that I heard that sound like too from Ben Roethlisberger. When I heard that, I was like, Oh yeah, they're definitely gonna lose. They're not even. <laughs> they don't even think it's <laughs> right. Yeah, I we're know just what that means. It's over. right? <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We just want to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that. We, we, here's my here's my next question, real quick. So, are are you a a Friday evening or
2: a Sunday morning kind of guy? Uh, definitely Friday evening. I'm not a morning person at all. I'm not okay. a person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what things make you laugh? Um, I like, I kind of like dry humor. You know, I like, Um, you know, when somebody, I like somebody that's sarcastic, believe it or not, um, mm-hmm. believe it or not real quick you, you one of your, so the person I'm dating now actually was a guest on one of your podcasts what so I won't say who I don't know if, I don't know if you want to wait 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 we gonna oh. have to go back and yeah. look at the- oh, but, right. but oh I think phone. I know I think yeah. I know yeah but she okay. has like a dry like a, a really witty sense of humor so like witty sense of humor that's kind of what makes me laugh mm-hmm. good good okay
0: <laughs> how would friends and family describe you
2: Um somebody's laid back, nice, um, down to earth. Um, you know, and just uh you know, a simple person. You know, not not came, a lot to me.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay, here's my question. I'm now I'm gonna ask this question. Now rumor has it that IT people typically don't have a good sense of humor. That is true. That is true. So, is true. <laughs> so if the, if you were to say, okay, that's true, it, would you say who has a better sense of humor, the hardware folks or the software folks? Which ones are, are, are better, you know, g- get along with with, you yeah. know, the common man or common common person better? Uh, that's better a tough question.
2: That's a tough. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you, those IT people are weird people, especially <laughs> Amazon. I, I'm gonna give you, they they're they're really bright, really really smart people. Amazon hires the best people, but those people are weird. I'll give it to you. So I don't, they're a little bit off. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they're a little bit off.
0: I was um, back in the days, I went to school for IT. I was getting my A plus and uh, something else, I forget, MCSC or something. I don't even remember what it was. And they actually had me take a course on trying to be nice in customer service. I said, why are we going to take this? And I looked around the room, oh, Okay,
1: yeah, he's a, he's yeah, the reason you rent the room, and so I'm, a, I'm yeah, yeah right, I'm, right, just gonna, right. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I ain't gonna say no more. They,
2: they're terrible customer service because they don't deal with people, and they're <laughs> right. some of
1: the rudest, meanest
2: people, but <laughs> they ain't know their job, Trey. Uh-huh. Trey, uh-huh. W- Trey,
0: you had, you had a situation at, at your job one day when you said, What the guy tell you? You said, Turn it off, turn it back on, or what did he
1: say to you? Oh, it was just a glitch.
0: Oh, yeah. It's we a glitch. It. Now, yeah. You know how many times are we gonna have the yeah. same glitch?
2: Right. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what glitch means? Glitch means they don't know what the real problem was. Oh, <laughs> that's gotcha. the, what okay. glitch means. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, okay, that's gonna wrap up. Go ahead, Trey. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna do
1: one last question because I know Ward's gonna have a, have a, his his feelings on this. Now, now, G, I know you mentioned you on third shift. Now, are you are you a coffee drinker? And do you oh, even my. worry about talking about decaf? I mean, do, do you just Chew on the, the, the coffee beans. <laughs> How do you like your
2: coffee, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a right. I'm a third shift worker, so we gotta have our coffee. Mm. Gotta be strong. Gotta be strong. Anybody decaf is not really coffee. I don't know what that is.
1: But no, that's more like chocolate milk with an attitude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: Or unsweet <laughs> tea. <laughs> Sweet right.
1: Oh. Right.
2: Brown water. That's what that's what. Yeah. what it is, gotta have a yeah. caffeine
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um, alright well I'm gonna try to wrap it up now so as we come to the close of this episode of what's for Trey and I want to thank our esteemed guest G for dropping by the lab and sharing his experiences with us uh, G can you please let the listeners know where they can find your social media footprints at
2: yeah so I'm on um, I'm on IG and uh, Facebook so um, IG is uh, Gman uh, 2172 and it's the same on Facebook uh, g-man 2172 how'd you come up with that g-man uh just that was my nickname was you know everybody calls me g so um i just i just added the man to a g-man um that's just something i came up with
0: okay yeah
2: all right yeah. all right so
0: okay so i'll do the final thoughts before i do that uh wanna definitely uh Thank you, G, for stopping by. And we encourage all our listeners to go to look at uh, previous podcasts as well as our page to also try to make the connection to find out who his mystery woman is. Make the connection.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a quote from John Wooden, the great coach that we mentioned earlier. He said, be true to yourself. Help others. Make each day your masterpiece. Make your best friend a fine art. Drink deeply from the good books of knowledge, and especially the Bible. Build a shelter against a rainy day and give thanks for your blessings and pray for guidance every day. Thanks everybody for listening and make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you stream from and catch new episodes of What's Up with Ward immediately. Thank you again, G. I'm Ward. He's Trey. Peace. All right. Peace. Thank you all.